When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. Hey, the band is back together. The well-traveled Jeff Goodman is back on his couch. We've got Bob Ryan in his usual spot in his home library. And I'm Gary and I'm at the kitchen table. So there you go. Uh, We are brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Score this NFL season and what's left of it with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Okay, guys, we've got some work to do. We're going to start um, with the up-and-comers, if you will. Uh, and at the time of this recording, the Celtics were upended by an Oklahoma City team that people said were on the rise but boy they have stepped on the gas and when you take a look out west here bob it's some of these new young teams that are really causing trouble just your thoughts on okc and their win over the celtics well they're a growth stock and i want to i want my broker to pick up a few shares okay uh they're they're good and and they're fun and uh the, the fans have something to look forward to there for a couple of reasons they got a star slash borderline superstar uh, in, in uh, Gilgis Alexander, and they've got this phenomenon, Chet Holmgren, and they, they've got stuff. They just And a, a coach with New England roots, Mark Daniel, by the way, the young, he may be the youngest coach in the league, Jeff, you think? I don't know. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, they're, they're, they're worth it. And I thought Adam Himmelsbach in the Boston Globe this morning made a, uh, a, uh, an interesting observation about the crowd excitement and the the the, uh, the the buzz that he you have not felt in that town, you know, for they there was there a decade ago with young Russell Russell Westbrook or something, but not it's been notably absent now. They went through the tanking thing, and guess what? Another team in sports. It looks like the tankerama might be fruitful. You know, the Sixers did it, and they got good. The the Astros did it and they won it all, and uh, and and now the 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 OKC, it looks like they're on the move, but uh, they're you know, I I'm I'm and the other team by the way in the East that I said is the growth stock I like is Orlando, I like their young their young bigs and 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 but uh, uh, and by the way Holmgren, those two threes were killers last night those two late threes Celtics are right on the verge and he knocks down those threes, oh you know it's a he was worth waiting for, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, listen, as long as he stays healthy, and that's what yeah. I keep saying about him, um, he's he might be Victor-esque. I mean, again, oh, it's that different, and he's a much better shooter from three. A much and, better and, shooter. And boy, and he blocks some – I mean, he's – they're yeah. both in block shots, but he, play, he he's had as many as six or more in the game already this year. Uh, no, so they're, they're good. And that town, you know, there's a – 
there was a wonderful book that was out that I read that I love called Boomtown. And, and it was not about sports specifically. It was about the, the growth, the Oklahoma City's growth, but it featured a lot of the, of the thunder and, and, and the, the passionate, the, the love affair that City had with, with Westbrook at the time. It's, I recommend this book. It's really good. It's called, I forget the name of the author, but it's called Boomtown. You'll find it, anybody out there. So anyway, now we digress. But, but quickly on Oklahoma City, because I never thought it was going to have the success, or when I say success, I mean the interest from the fans. I, I always thought of Oklahoma as a college town or a college state, Jeff, if you will. But if we go back, Bob, it was the Hornets, right? They had to move there because of Katrina and... Uh, they played a season there, and that was Chris Paul, and and I and they were I think only supposed to be there for a year, and then they moved back, and we thought it would be over. Then Seattle ended up moving. I mean, I mean, Jeff, did you have a feeling that that the NBA would work in Oklahoma City? Because I did not. No, I don't. I don't think anybody did. But when you brought you know Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden there, uh, it helps, <laughs> right? It helps, and uh, yeah, you know, give Sam Presti a lot of credit. He's he's done this now twice. Now again, you fell into Kevin Durant, uh, but the drafting of Russell Westbrook was one that you know he, he barely did anything coming out of UCLA. Nobody thought he'd be what he was, and now you look at this team and again assembled by two Massachusetts guys in a way, right? You've got mm -hmm. Sam Presti, an Emerson product who who grew up and went to, I think he went to Concord Carlisle maybe. Uh, and then Mark Dagnall, as as Bob said, a Lemonster kid who I first met when he was like a manager under Billy Donovan in Florida. And, <laughs> and I just thought, honestly, when Presti made him a coach a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, you know, Billy Donovan didn't work. He, he just wants a yes man. Uh, well, that yes man has been pretty damn good, and he's given him some good young players, right? Nobody thought Shea was going to be this good. That That was a hell of a draft. I think they got him at like 10 or 12 or something. 11. Like I, ha I had to look it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 11. And here's another thing. With this kid, you know, Alexander or SGA is, I think, the the, the term now. Yes. Um, it's, not, it's not just one word. It's the initials, right? This is his third team. And you have seen him improve from 10 points a game to 15 points a game. I mean, Jeff, I know you saw him at Kentucky, right? Obviously, you know him. from. You probably saw him in high school, for God's sakes. So just talk about the progression of this kid. Because did anybody see this coming? No, no. And and, and honestly, uh, in high school, he was like the, the least heralded of, of that class that came in to Kentucky that year. He was like a top 50-ish player. Nobody thought he'd ever be this. I mean, the, the biggest transformation, I think, with Shea, you know, he's not a great shooter. Obviously, he's a great scorer, but it's it's his ability to cut down his turnovers this year, you know? Zero turnovers in last night's game. Right. It's crazy. I mean, some yeah. of these guys, like Tyrese Halberton, ah. what he's been able to do, and now Shea, and you look at them and, and their usage and their, their you know, ability to score and, and distribute without committing a ton of turnovers – Really impressive. But again, you got him, you got Holmgren, you got Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara that a lot of people thought, like, what is Sam Presti doing here? He's reaching, myself included. And Jalen Williams has been awesome. And you got toughness with Lou Dort, and they're all young. I think Shea's 25, and yeah. you know, Chet's got to be like 22, and 
Jalen Williams got to be 22 or 23. Um, Josh Giddy's been solid. Um, so they've got a group that if they keep them together, and that was always the, the question with Oklahoma City, right? Like, can you pay these guys? Can you keep them together? Or eventually, are they going to want to go to a, a bigger market? So I feel like you've got a window that's not nearly as big as some other windows. Um, you've got to take advantage here in the next few years. What do you um, think I, of the kid? What do you think of of this kid SGA and and with what's going on in Oklahoma City? And can they stick, Bob? Can it last? Because right now, you know, you're looking at the Western Conference: Timberwolves, Thunder, then Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, and Pelicans. You're top six. I mean, that is a foreign list. Oh, wait a minute. And also, the Clippers are on the move. And yeah. uh, the, the, the Clippers are, are... You could say that, but but are they going to stay healthy enough? To well, well I, I understand. But, they're, but they're, no. they look... Now they're looking like they're supposed... They thought they were going to look. Yeah. We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah. But, Jeff, how often... How many teams in the league won't we... Of, of any consequence, okay? Let's say there's 15 teams out of the half the league is consequential. Or 16. All right. How many of them do it, are not in the category of, oh, so-and-so has to stay healthy? So-and-so has to stay healthy. True. So-and-so has to stay healthy. So-and-so has – every – it's – Actually, I think the given. Celtics – Bob, I think given. the Celtics are the huh? one team, other than like Jason Tatum, that you could take a guy off the floor and they could still beat just about anybody, which is crazy to say. But, but they – because they have five guys that are all capable of going for 20 on a given night. How yes. many other teams, like even Oklahoma City, are their fifth guys like Lou Dort? Like yeah. Lou Dort's okay. Uh, but but you can't lose Shea or Chet or Jalen Williams right now. Like they're, they're, they're a good young team. They're probably a couple years away, Gary. Uh, but, but they are a fun team to watch. And again, if you haven't seen Chet Holmgren, go watch him. Because as much as we built Victor up to be this unicorn, Chet's right there with him. Oh, well, you know, it seems to be unanimous opinion that if, oh, oh I got to ask you before I get, and are you, which camp are you in? He's eligible to be rookie of the year or he isn't eligible to be rookie of the year? Which camp are you yeah, in? Yeah, he's eligible. He hasn't played. Thank before. you. He hasn't played. This is a nonsensical issue. issue that he didn't play a second. That's right. Oh, he might have practiced. Oh, great. Come on. He's a rookie, period. Yeah. Okay. We now, all agree I, on I got one little subplot. What do SGA, um, Dort and Giddy all have in common. <laughs> I don't know. I don't None know of them were I born know. in the United States of America. Oh, oh uh, yeah. And uh, leads me to leads me to this um, aside. On the aside, uh, the time has come. Has the time come for the All Star format to be us against the world? Ooh, we probably get killed. <laughs> But look, here's their starting front line. You ready? Embiid, Antetokounmpo, and Doncic. Yeah. If you call Doncic a whatever he is, he's a he's a. You talk about uh, you know positional. You got you got SGA now. He's a Canadian, and um, you know we. So I'm just saying, I, I think that's the Jokic, all-star. Game yeah, you were saying Jokic, Embiid, and who up? Oh, Jokic. I forgot. Oh, I forgot to mention him. Jokic. I said Jokic into Dequambo Doncic, Doncic Jokic, and uh, and then so in SGA. How about that team? And oh, MB. I and say MB into Dequambo, Jokic, Doncic. Now could they They'd all run us out of the building? Big guys. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. 
I don't want to see that game because uh, they destroy us. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I'm just think that's the All Star game we need. I don't know. Did Obviously. the NHL did that for a while? Didn't they? Did they? Did they? Well, there at one point where they had because of all the Soviet players and so, but I think the the states. I think the United States got smoked in that. But because um, the Canadians and the Soviets, I mean, forget it. I I, I hear you, Bob, but I'm kind of with Jeff on this one. I don't. I don't know about our chances, which is great. I mean, let's face no, it. No, that's the point it's I'm making. It's a national game. It's phenomenal. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. And now, they're a little shy on guards. I don't know how many guards, are, but the front court is ridiculous. This reminds me of 20 years ago, the last All-Star game I went to, by the way, 20, it's going to be 24 years ago now. And I was in Oakland in, 19, in 2000. And I, the column I wrote had to do with the, the front court terrifying front court of the west Shaq, garnett and duncan which at the time was a colossal young you know all fairly young and and all you know extraordinary and you know this this is what here we are 24 years later we got another possibility for that kind of an awesome front court score early this nfl season with fanduel you know it's america's number one sports book Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. and I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. So easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. What do you guys think of the top two in the West? And Bob, you know, the Timberwolves and Thunder, are they going to last? Are, we gonna, are they going to be standing at the end in some fashion? Well, the Timberwolves are being run by a 36-year-old point guard having a good year. And, and I don't know what would happen if that 36-year-old point guard, Mike Conley, weren't available, which brings us back to what Jeff was putting out five minutes ago, you know, about the health thing. Um, but they're, they're, I think they're very much real. I mean, Anthony Edwards has taken a step up. We, we, we all agree to that. And, and uh, you know, that they, and they've got the two, the two big guys. And uh, they're 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 dang, they're very dangerous. I think they're a threat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think in their case, the the the, the linchpin they got to have Conley. Yeah, well, Conley's their, their their leader, right? Like he's not the most vocal guy, but like they needed an adult in the room there to lead them. Yeah, and and he's perfect for that. Like you're not going to find a classier guy than Mike Conley. Period. Uh, he doesn't care about himself, his numbers, any of that just wants to win he does it really quietly so i think anthony edwards to watch him and carl anthony towns to watch him and yeah i i just i still don't love their team come playoff team time yeah with gobert and towns and 
Naz Reed. Like, I just – I don't love how that team is put together come mm-hmm. playoff time. And and I'm not sure Anthony Edwards is ready for it yet. So well, – Yeah, go ahead, Bob. No, I was just saying, um, the – the West, there's, there's no perfect team anywhere, obviously, and uh, you know. But there's things to think about. You know, Phoenix, if they, if those, you know, once again, you know, they they finally got the three back together. You know, for however briefly. Well, yeah, I mean, and let's talk about let's talk about the Suns and the Lakers and the Warriors. And I know Bob has some thoughts on the Warriors, but you know, those are the three with the stars. Bob, do those teams have anything left in the tank? Well, first of all, Phoenix's biggest. Everyone knows. Their bench is highly questionable. They're they're the they're the they are so dependent on those three because they really don't have much else. And uh, and their bench is, is is a federal witness protection program bench and and for the most part. So um, you know, I, I don't there's a it's gonna be a wide open. It really it's gonna be wide open. There's gonna be a lot of teams that could catch fire a la say a la my a la Miami last year. Miami gets in, remember, you know. As a, like an eight seed or something, and and look what they did. And uh, so, somebody might catch fire at that point. Um, so uh, I, I don't think it's going to be the Lakers. But uh, then again, once again, in this year, it's it's it, there, there's a the door is open. The door is open, and plenty of teams are are are. are hey, Bob, on Bob, come on! You you're you're ripping on poor Bull Bull coming off the bench uh, last <laughs> night and getting, get, getting uh, how many minutes? Eleven points. 11 points, nine rebounds in 20 minutes for Bull Bull. Well, maybe on. they should use him more because he hasn't been playing. No, he's not very good. He's, I mean, he's talented. Uh, but there's a reason why he has bounced around and not played a whole lot in his NBA career. Yeah, uh, so, again, you know, uh, but, but Beal's back. Like you said, Beal's back. If they can get all three on the same page and keep them healthy, that's, that's again, like you said, Listen, it's it comes down to health as much as anything else come playoff time because there's a bunch of teams where if things break right, they can get there. I think they can get to the finals. Yeah, well, this is what, as I said, Miami is your exhibit A forever. That's right. Yep. As long as we have this current format with the play-in and the blah-blah-blah, the whole thing, and 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 this is the, the team. They go to the finals, and they and they put themselves well, and um, – there could be a, every year there could be a Miami. There's possibilities open for a Miami, uh, including Miami <laughs> this year again. <laughs> so, you know, um, now it, 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 I think the playoffs in that sense are going to be captivating. I think they're going to be really fun. They're going to be a lot of good stuff. Uh, and, and by the way, I, I just, I'm mean, my mind is just racing in this stuff. Um, we, uh, Jeff, we, we talked uh, last week about White's chances of making the All Star game. As, as as deserving as he is, the field is so crowded. I know. It's so crowded. All right, here's my take. Here's my take, though. If you're going to choose between Derek White and Jalen Brown, who are you choosing? Oh, this year? I'm white. Yeah. We would do I'm not even a hesitation. But if that, if I, but I'm just saying the guard, the guards are stacked in the East. I know. I just think, man, like the intangibles that, that Derek White brings to this team. You know, again, I know the numbers might not completely support it because they're not – he doesn't blow you away, but he's an elite defender, and he just makes this team go. In a lot of ways, he's what's gotten this team to mesh together because of his unselfishness, because of, you know, even even kind of his personality within that locker room. Like, he just does so many things that you it's can't very, put a right, price his, on. His on-court versatility. 
Yeah. I mean, we're talking a guy, a guard that is the is, is suddenly making a name for himself, blocking shots. Are we talking about a guy who can make big three last night? What if they've pulled that comeback off? That big three. What a tough shot that was. He goes to the hoop extraordinarily well at the end of the break. He 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 makes the right pass at the right time. What he he's 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 the most efficient. That's the word I keep coming up with him. Supposed to uh, there was a there was a Twitter thing last night. You know that's been around uh, X thing. Excuse me. Thank you. Sorry, Elon. It's an X thing out there about uh you know who's which Celtics remind you of. You know DJ blah blah blah. Yeah. I said I finally thought about. It. I said he's the first Derek White. He isn't quite like anybody. He is his himself. Don't give me DJ was so sui generous. We're, he's going to remain a part of his style, his whole persona, the whole package, the the good, the bad. That's DJ, and there ain't never going to be another DJ. And that's true about so many great players. They just have their own niche, and nobody else is them. Derek White ain't anybody else. He's the first Derek White, I'm here to tell you. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you one of the things I read. I think Himmelsbach wrote, wrote about this is Derek White's advanced statistics, the sabermetrics oh, yeah. of the NBA. <laughs> Jeff, I'll, I'll toss this to you. Do you think now 50% of the vote goes to the fans, 25% to the players, and 25% to the media? So obviously the media and the players know about this guy because of the way fans digest the, the, the stats of the NBA. Do you think there's a chance that he does get that vote because they're aware of those other numbers? No, no, no. I don't. I, no. I, I just don't think he's got enough juice with him. He, he's no, not he's a, a yeah, he's not a big personality. He's not a big name. You know, most people, uh, again, if the casual the casual NBA fan is going to know Tatum, Brown, maybe Porzingis, maybe Drew Holiday because he won a title a couple of years ago in Milwaukee. But the the fifth name off their 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 mouths is going to be Derek White, and it's sad. But I don't think Derek White cares. So uh, that's the beauty of Derek White. Uh, yeah. No, no way. He'll, he, he, he'll have to be named. If, you know, his only hope is to get named by the coach. You know, and and that and that and that that's a possibility for sure. But but the, the field is just so damn crowded with, with big names, including Jalen Brunson, who's now become a big name because he's in New York doing what he does. And now, and um, yeah, of course, Halliburton's a, a, a shoe in, and Maxi has to be in. Trey Young has to be in. I think. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very difficult for for him. He's not going to in any way, shape, or form could get voted in, and and he is more deserving than Brown this year. He's more, he's more he, absolutely, and not and I'm not, and I'm, I'm defending Brown for a lot, like in a lot of ways, but to answer that question, no, White deserves it ahead of him. So, well, what are, we had a game, we had a we had a situation last night that I found intriguing. What's uh, that? that speaks to the, the the modern NBA as much as anything imaginable. Had someone told you. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, maybe even 60 years ago, 1964, that an NBA team would put out a lineup starting a game with three guards and two guys 6-7, and they would win the game. That is a Division three front line <laughs> for many schools. West what was the starting five? Bob, what was the starting five? It was... Stefan, Chris, Clay, yeah, yeah. Jason Trace, uh, Trace Jackson. He's Jack a little David. bigger than six seven. He's listed he? at six seven, and and Kaminga, who's listed at six seven. Kaminga's six seven. Trace is not six seven. Trace is not six, six seven. 
six eight and a quarter. What? <laughs> oh, I think he's six nine. I I think. Well, he... I looked him up, and they got him listed at six seven. All right. I'm looking but now. No, that's that is. It's just a, now on the same six, night. Nine. Six nine. Six nine is what they list him at. Oh, uh, well, I thought so. I, maybe maybe I maybe I didn't put my glasses on. I don't know. No, uh, no, no. no. You, but but he's still he's a very a small ball five. He's a small that, ball five. That's a three. That's a three guard lineup. Yep. That, that that uh you know starting and which is very rare and rare enough in college <laughs> you know it's it and, and they went now the point is that's the nba today 2020 everybody told you that we would devolve we'd be going down at the same time by the way in the same evening that a 7-3 latvian goes for 30 points and a 7-4 kid from minnesota hits two monster threes to upend the celtics this is the world we're living in, folks. Seven, three guys. Oh, and by the way, Porzingis, how many threes? Three last night, maybe? I don't know. Seven, four guys out there shooting threes, and the team starting five guys, six, seven or under, winning an NBA game. Um, this is where we are. I just find it, I'm just throwing it out there. It just speaks to where the game is and 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 how it's gone. It used to be inside out, and now it's out, outer, and, and, and you know, the universe. <laughs> While we're hey, while we're on the the subject of Golden State, I, I I don't know if you guys saw, but if you haven't, uh, try to find it on on Twitter. Clay Thompson uh, talking yesterday about how he had a conversation with Steve Kerr two days ago, and Kerr reminded him. I guess he's had a lot of negative uh, energy on the court. You know, Clay gets frustrated, and you can see it. He doesn't hide it well when he's not playing well. And Kurt told him, hey, listen, you know, I, I want you to think about this is the end for you. You know, plays, I don't know, 30, what is he, 33. But, he, but he's really, you know, coming to the end here because of the injuries. And he said, I, I want you to enjoy this last chapter of your, of your career. Start to kind of think that way of like trying to teach the young guys a little bit. Don't bring as much negative uh, energy to the court. Try to try to just kind of loosen up and enjoy it and think about all you've accomplished and, and just have fun this last, whatever it's going to be, year, two, three years, whatever it is. And uh, I, I thought it was really insightful. Uh, and again, mm. I give Steve Kerr a lot of credit because he just, he just knows how to deal with people. Well, right? He's so good at that, that and pushing the right buttons with, it doesn't have to be players. It can be anybody. That's interesting. No, no, he's, He's uh, he, he's been, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach, obviously, and 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 it's true. That's very interesting, though, about Clay, and uh, yeah. So they're well, it's hard, they're not, you know, it's they're, hard they're, when, when I'm but, sorry, Bob, but when you see with, with, with Clay, I think that he, it was supposed to be he and Steph. Um, I think it's very hard for athletes to deal with injuries when they miss a, a and he missed a lot of time. Yeah. where he's he's probably feels he has to try to make up for that time he lost and he can't because it was supposed to be he and Steph all the way and he was done for what a year and a half two yeah he was really he was long gone yeah I yeah. mean he was out when they were winning titles you know when Durant was there so you're right if it, it, it but it's really hard I'm sure he feels he has to try to make up for those two years missed and he averaged guys in in three six. Seven straight years, he averaged over 20 points a game. Yeah. And shot basically over 40 from three every year of his career up until the injury. This year, he's averaging less than 17 a game and shooting 38% from three. He's That's just not good. clay anymore. He'll have some games where he's clay, right? but he's not clay every night. That's hard, man. That's, he can, that's hard on a guy. 
Well, he can get the Hall of Fame speech ready. That's all we can assure him of that. No uh, doubt about that. No. Yeah. Doubt. So uh, no, and that's that's really good. it's really fine, uh, guys. It was an interesting. Uh, um, the Knicks made a trade, and uh, a very interesting trade uh, for them, I think. And uh, you talk about immediate dividends. I mean, uh, uh, they they win a game. Uh, Onanobi has a terrific game on uh, defense and offense, and uh, um, you know gets a huge standing ovation from the Garden crowd. All right, one out. Uh, that's one game. But in general, when you heard about it, Jeff, what did you think uh, about that trade? I was mixed. I was really mixed because OG's going to get paid here in, in a year or so. They're going to have to pay him big money. Uh -huh. um, he, he's, he's a better shooter than R.J. Barrett. He's gotten much better on that end. R.J. hasn't really improved uh, on, the, on that end of the, you know, on that part of the game. where OG was just a defensive-minded player when he really came out of Indiana. And now he's become a guy who's shooting in the mid to high 30s from three, still an elite defender. So I think he's a better player than R.J. Barrett. I just don't know if he's the right guy to be your, like, number two alongside Jalen Brunson. I don't know if he's enough to make that move. Well, I wait a minute. Isn't Randall already that? Well, he is in the regular season. He just hasn't been in the postseason. <laughs> okay, well, all right. But I uh, – all right, well, you're – you're a hard marker. That's okay. No problem. I, I, I would feel like Randall, Randall, Randall coming off is, yeah, I just feel like still their team currently constituted. Randall's not a great shooter at all. OG's not a great shooter. Improved, but not a great shooter. Uh, Jalen Brunson, you know how I feel about Jalen Brunson. Too. Too, Jalen yeah. Brunson can walk on water for both of us. Right. right. He's, he can walk we are, we are, we were both officers in the fan club. There's no question. No doubt. I just don't think those three are enough. Like, I think they make you a little bit better, and maybe they take you from the sixth best team or the fifth best team to the fourth best team, but it doesn't put you in that Milwaukee ball. Oh, no, no, no question. Ball. But it puts you in the – they could mess you up in the playoffs with a with a right run. They they get their that they have their respectable. I think they're taking a step up, but no, and I absolutely I agree. That's exactly where I put them. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're it's a, a little team. step up, Bob. But that's a, a little step team. up. But what does it do for you having flexibility for your future? Like that, my bigger thing is that. Like, are you building around? Like, if they can move Randall, I think they would move Randall. If they can move him <laughs> for the right piece. Uh, but but again, you can't move him right now. So if you look at it and you say, all right, these are our guys. We're going to war for the next few years with Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and OG Anunoby. It's not enough. It's just not enough. You're going to be a mid-tier playoff team in the, in the East. So you're going to have to do something else. And as far as what, what Toronto got, uh, first they, Barrett goes home. I don't know if that makes any difference. He needed a change of scenery. Don't you think he was a classic change of scenery yes. guy? Yes. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he still goes off and averages 18 a game the rest of the year. Wouldn't you, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, and quickly was a nice pickup for, quickly, for Toronto. Yeah, and quickly, who he's fallen out of I don't know, you know, last year he was, you know, he was a, an item and this year he's, he's he's on the back burner in New York. And so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he goes off and, and, and helps them too. This could be one of the classic, you know, good deals for, speaking of, uh, oh, I'm, I'm raising deals for both teams. We just got to make a side. We cannot have a discussion this week without saying, oh, my God, Tyrese Halliburton, back-to-back 20-point, -back 20, 20 assist games without turnovers for the most right. part. And um, it, 
when that trade was made, because they traded one of my handful of favorite players, so to get him, Sabonis, Donatus Sabonis. Right. Yep. And is is this the classic the team that helped both? You know, both teams should be happy, even though, uh, I mean, you know, the Kings are one of those. Although imagine, hey, imagine if the Kings had a had a backcourt right now, De'Aaron Fox and Halberton. Now oh, again, we wouldn't see Halberton. They had it. <laughs> well, they never saw this Halberton, and, no. and that's the biggest thing is with Halberton. He was always too much of a of a guy who would want to pass and get guys involved, and he didn't have enough selfish killer to him to score. Now. It's almost like he's been forced to to take on that role in Indiana, and, and he certainly man, adapted well to it. <laughs> it sure seems has. to fit him very well. <laughs> but in, um, but in Sacramento, you know, De'Aaron Fox has the ball in his hands so much. Halberton's never going to be the guy because De'Aaron's so good with the ball. So it's like this one was perfect for for Halbert. Yeah, and of course, wherever Sabonis would go. He, he would fit because he just knows how to play this game and, and uh, period. And so that was an interesting trade that turns out. You know, you know, one of the things that surprises me guys is when somebody in any sport is just honest, just blunt. And um, Himmelsbach had another good mm -hmm. piece with Tatum when he asked him about 2019 and Gordon Hayward had come clean and said, look, it didn't work for the following reasons. Hayward was coming back from injury wanted to really prove himself. The young guys wanted to stake a claim. Everybody was on their own island. And I was just kind of pleasantly surprised when Jason Tatum said, yeah, that's right. You know, like, yeah, you know, we had all this talent, but it just didn't work. And here's why we all messed up. And I just see Jeff and, and we, Bob and I have talked about this at length. Every week I see elements of the maturation process of Jason Tatum who just sat back he didn't like try to deny it he didn't try to he didn't get angry he was just like yeah you know that's the deal we were young and we messed up and not even young the old guys messed up too everybody did I know I'll, you know and then you throw in just the x factor of throwing in Kyrie's there you go Kyrie, that's where I was Kyrie, gonna go. yeah, he's, yeah. yeah okay I mean you know we know he was a it was significantly a detriment to the young players. And, and, uh, you know, but can we blame way, it after I, hearing what Jason said, though? Can we blame it all on him? No, it wasn't all on him. But, no. but again, if you had a great leader, and Al Horford is a good leader, but he's, he's too quiet. If you had a great leader with that group, and I don't know how many great leaders there are anymore, but, but certainly, you know, how old was Jason Tatum then? He was, oh, he's uh, young. Oh, like 21. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. 20 years old. I think he was 20 years old that year. 20 years old. Of course, he he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He has no idea. And and again, who Marcus Smart's not your leader. We, we, we've gone through right. this. Jalen Brown's not your leader. Gordon Hayward doesn't say anything. I mean, that was a team that just didn't have it. Terry Rozier was, I think, there. Like, they didn't have anybody who could teach Tatum and Jalen Brown that it's not about your numbers because I mean I remember when when Tatum I think told me you know like he was so hell-bent on that that first all-star game and no then yeah he got it right yep. he felt better like he could exhale a little bit and okay I'm not trying to prove myself 
every step of the way now. Now it's about when you get closer to, to winning a title, it's yeah. about that. Because now Tatum understands, like, the numbers, whether your average is 30 or 28 or 26, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Now the only thing they're, they're telling Jason Tatum is like, well, have you won that title? Have you won that title? And until you win that title, you're not going to go down as one of the greats. That's all he hears over and over now. So it, it's different. Back then it was like, well, you're an all-star. Are you, you know, are you scoring? His worth was completely in scoring the ball there. Uh, and another evidence of the maturation process was on display in the Oklahoma City game when if recording, if what we're being told is correct, that he wanted to get, get in and guard yeah. Yeah. SGA which helped turn the game around and put them in the game, a game that was actually winnable, actually winnable. Yeah, they were and, down and, by a lot. What, 18, 20 points in that game? Yeah. Yeah, they were down 18 with 630 to go, 110 right. to 92. And and then uh, they, they got back and they were twice within two and it was a winnable game uh, that he guarded and, and you know, shut down basically. You know, He's going to be a good leader. He, he may never be a great leader, but he's going to be a good leader because – the one thing I always say about, about Jason Tatum is like, he listens, number one. He's not arrogant. Some people can perceive, you know, his lack of emotion, his arrogance. He, he's, trust me, he's not arrogant. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a sweet kid, uh, not a kid anymore, but, uh, and he's a guy who can, who can give an honest assessment of himself. Now, again, sometimes on the court, He's frustrating to watch because of how he deals with the officials yeah, and complains. Yeah, you, but again, the, the problem with that is like that's most kids coming in the league now. Well, everybody does it. They see LeBron correct. do it, they think they can do it. You know, right. I mean, that's right. When Grant Williams is doing it as the eighth man, right? Yeah. Trying to do it. I mean, right. that's that's everywhere. But the the thing that I had always wondered, Bob, and I think Jeff, you know, I'll, Jeff, you've known Tatum since how old? 15 yeah okay so he knew the game you know Bob I was always wondering was Jason Tatum going to get to where he is as a leader like Jeff says a good leader I think he's a great leader because it's just all through it's through behavior you know the rah-rah stuff as Marcus Smart showed us doesn't work I wasn't so sure Tatum was going to get to this point that he is now where he could say, yeah, back in 2019, yeah, we really screwed it up, but we're on the right path now. When you admit to failure, I sound like a motivational speaker. When you <laughs> admit to failure, Bob Ryan, <laughs> seriously, that's when you've arrived, when you can admit your flaws yes. and you're secure enough it's... to admit your flaws, that's when you've arrived. What I, I, I agree with you, and I my, my way of framing this is, when you're talking about athletes of any in any sport, the great athletes and and the, the truly great ones, talent is only the beginning. Right. Talent is the beginning right. of the story. All right, I got this raw talent. I can run. I can jump. Right. I can shoot basketball. I right. can. I can. I got. I can juke in football. I, I got raw talent that nobody else has. I can. I I can throw a guy out from deep right field at third base in baseball. I got talent. Okay, but to become a true great player. You have to bring what my old friend Frank Power at Boston College called the connection, the connection between here and and the body, the and and the and then the, the heart. You yeah, the, the maturing thing we talk about. You got to bring the personality. You got to bring the, the awareness. The 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 other stuff. It's not just about talent. 
raw talent. I've seen some very raw talented basketball players. They didn't know how to play the game, you know, and, and they didn't have these qualities that we're talking about that could have elevated them into another level. And, and that's, that's what we were talking about. And, and, uh, uh, the talent is nice, but it's, it's, it's just the beginning. You got to, you got to, it's only the beginning. It's a great quote in anything. All right. Well, just remember who said it now. Yeah. Jeff <laughs> Goodman. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to get, I, 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 you know, I want my lines to be the, my very few good ones. I want them remembered properly. You know, it's gonna be copywritten, Bob Ryan. Remember who called them the exit 16W Nets? It was me. Okay. Well, speaking of the Nets, you have a final thought on them. Well, yeah, Jock Vaughn, I'm reading, uh, he called out the Nets and basically saying, You my guys aren't hustling, period. They're not playing, they're not playing as if they want to win. And they they fractured, they've become fractured. I mean, that's my word there, but that's what he's saying. Very interesting, you know, that uh, you know, that we'll keep my eye on that one. Um, but I thought that that got my attention. That's all. When he when he actually went so far as to suggest that that we're not playing hard enough and we're not playing as if we really want to win. That's a that's a very damning statement by a coach in any level in any sport. So we'll keep. So we have to keep our eye in that sense on the on the on the Brooklyn Nets. Well, Jeff, um, the exit sixteen W Nets that that nickname will live forever because now that they're in Brooklyn, I mean that's just that's in stone. That's right next to the Tommy Heinsohn plaque in the New Jersey Sports Hall of Fame at the Vince Lombardi rest area. Every time I see that, I just laugh my ass off. I go, and I used to kid Tommy, hey, Jersey Sports Hall of Fame, hey, of course it's off an exit. <laughs> oh, of course it is. It's, uh, of course it is. Oh, God. I loved it. Uh, Jets, you're great as always. Talk to you again next week. Jeff Goodman. Bob Ryan, Tangway Along for the Ride, brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. We'll see you next week.